Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning into another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. I am your host, Technisha. Today is October 23rd, 2014. Now, we discussed about the shooting going on in Canada, so my prayers and condolences go out to the ones who lost someone in that line of fire. I tell you, um, it's come, it's getting really strong, and God is going to end up making a change for all of us, but we don't want to, we don't want to condone on the sad part about it, because here with me today is Miss Tracy Burr's all. This is a wonderful gift. This woman is like a legend. And you know, we all remember family ties. And you can just sit down and just remember those traditional family moments that we all shared together. Well, Tracy started now. She was a little cammy, if everybody remembers. But Tracy is a big woman, big grown woman now. She's doing big things, starring in her own movies, TikTok. She even has this other movie that we will be discussing about, Down at the Crescent Moon, and further productions that she has out. So I want everyone to make sure that they stay tuned, make sure that you don't touch the dial, because we're going to come back with Tracy on the air. And if you do, you know the number. Call in at 347-426-3751. We'll be right back after this. Chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. remember that. As soon as it came on, that was the first thing you saw and came out your mouth. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm just so honored to have the woman who actually starred in that. Tracy, how are you doing today? It's a pleasure to have Hi. you on. Hi, I'm doing great. Okay. Thanks for having me. That that brings back a lot of memories, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. I tell you, those yeah. family traditions shows like that really, it brought a lot of value into the household. It sure did. It did, and you know it's kind of funny because I kind of grew up in a family like that too. So it it's um, yes, it brings back memories to me in that way too. I always joke with people that my parents are like Ozzy and Harriet. I had like the perfect parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you still keep do you still keep in contact with any of the cast members? You know, on and off with Michael, but but not really. I mean, it was so long ago. So it's it's hard to to stay in touch, but you know it's that way with with any of the things where when you run into people, it could be you know five ten years and it's still like it was yesterday, just like just like good friends, you know people you've worked with they become your good friends. I know what happened to Andrew, Skippy, and Nick. Goat. I mean, where did they go off to? I have no idea. We we'll have to we we'll have to look on TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a good you know, a good search will bring a lot of answers, right? Leave it leave it to Harvey. Harvey will find you. 
That's I, too funny. But now we know this was a sitcom back in the eighties, but do you think like Family Ties could be on air today? You know, I actually do because I think there's a change in the way that society is viewing things. I think a lot of times that that you know that you have both extremes, and I think a lot of things are going back to values. So I actually, I actually think it would have a shot. There's a few things that have tried, um, but they haven't had either the either the cast or the um, you know the impetus with the storyline and stuff to make it. But if you if you look at some of the TV shows that have that have tried to come on the air over the last couple of years, you'd see a few things that are trying to fill that spot. So obviously, the people that are the showrunners see that need. So I would I would think right. so definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so too. But it it'll probably be a little difficult now because we're living in such a fast paced world and just listen to that theme song, you don't even hear theme songs like that anymore. No, and I don't even know if everybody could relate with it. You know, even even though even right. though there's a lot of val- values reemerging, I don't I don't know that anybody could relate with it because, you know, they'd have to bring in cell phones and iPads and you know, kids not going outside on their bicycles. <laughs> like, right, and now General, I mean, you have to really get with some with someone who actually knew about these type of shows. Cause I, I remember one day I was speaking to a, a guy, and it was um, what's the movie, um, poet, not poet, um, Jason's lyrics, with mm-hmm. Jada Pickett starting. And I told the young man, I said, "You look just like the guy who played in that movie." He went, "Huh?" And I was <laughs> like, "Wow, it's." I mean, it made me feel old. Like I'm 31, and I felt like I was old, Tracy. I was like, my God. Oh, that's so funny, and you're so young. Yeah, yeah. But they'd have to bring all the modern things. Yeah, they'd have to bring all the modern things into it to have people watch it, and then I think that you lose its innocence. Right. It was. Yeah. Very. But 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 I'd but I'd watch it. Right. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you? (laughs) I would. I would definitely watch. I love. When Family Matters come on, uh, Full House, I, every once in a while, I'll catch them on some station, and I'm like, those were the shows I, I grew up on that you fought to get in the house just to watch. I loved Full House. And what was the one that was the girls' school? <laughs> Do you know what I'm um, talking about? It was all the um, girls' the school. Is, family, um, I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Um, um, facts, uh, was it Facts of Life? All girls facts school. of Life. That was like, the best. Yeah, yeah I used to tune shows. into that all the time. So, Trace, what would you say, Paul, was your favorite show memory on there? Um, you know, I think I think that it's that it's not when you're on the air; that it's when you're you're talking, um, you know, on the set and things like that. I think that it's some of the stories that you hear. And one of my favorite stories about Michael was his story about his couch. Because, you know, a lot of people overspend in this industry. They get on these shows and they make a bunch of money and they don't invest it and they don't put it aside and they spend it. And his story was pretty hilarious because he lived in this place and he had this big, giant, giant, giant couch. And I think it had nine pieces, even though I could be wrong. And so when he'd start to run out of money, he'd start selling it off to his other friends that lived in the same complex. And he'd sell, you know, I mean, he'd get a bunch of money for these pieces because they knew that as soon as he wanted to buy it back, that he'd spend a lot more for it. And I just think that was the funniest story. He was always buying and selling off his couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. So I, I, I think it's always I, the side stories. I think, I think problemized. I think it was a water fight in that scene, and um, darn, I forgot who it was between. I think it was between. Um, Michael J. Fox, and it was the other young lady, maybe who played as his sister. But that was Mallory. my favorite part because they start off with the water guns. But um, yeah, those. Right, those and we loved days. those. Oh my God, people don't even play with those anymore. Right, those. Uh, right. Oh boy. So, um, yeah. so this one, why I straight. So, how did you even get your start? How did you get discovered to play in that? Well, I think that, you know, it's it was through the auditioning process of course, which back then was, you know, your agent submits your your headshot and they have a, a courier go over, sometimes on a bicycle, sometimes in a car. I mean it was all so different back then. So I actually went through the, the normal channels on that. I got into the union when I was fifteen, um, doing Sunkiss Soda commercials which aired for a decade. But um and then once you were in the union then you could be submitted into the you know, the regular shows and stuff like that. And then it's kind of a grueling process. You know, you go back and back and back and back and then 
when you go before network and stuff like that. So I had to go through all the all the steps back then, which, you know, it's very exciting when you're young and, and it's all new and stuff like that. The commercial was, when I first got my union card, that was easy because I didn't go through the process on that. I was actually out there when they fired somebody. And I was hanging out oh, on okay. Zuma Beach. Yeah. <laughs> So that was, and then those ran for ten years on and off. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. I, I did an interview, I don't know, maybe um, five or six weeks ago, and I was talking to this guy about it, and he ended up, and I could never find any of them on the air, and he ended up looking them up, getting a hold of the company, and they came up with all of these um, old commercials that I was in. And it was really fun to see them, and then I think they sponsored a show because then they had like the the theme song and stuff like that. And so sometimes doing these wow. interviews is really fun because you find all this stuff you used to do that you can't find on your own. Right, except you don't want them to pull up all the other pictures. Be like, oh my god, was that me? Uh, what did you you know, it's it's from? just <laughs> I know I look like a little boy with long hair. It's like it's <laughs> really funny because I, I was I like this just like little your... tiny thing. I did catch the commercial with with and See, that was before my time. I wasn't born until 1983, but it was awesome just to see that Sunkiss actually had a commercial. I don't think as long as I have been in this world that I've ever seen a commercial on Sunkiss. Well, I actually linked it on my IMDb, so you'll have to check it out because it's really funny. If you go to videos, I um, I put it up there because it was just so cool to see the first one. You know, I mean, there's lots of them, but that was still the first one. And so the fact that I, you know, hadn't seen it since I was younger was kind of sad. But now it's out there again, so I'm pretty happy about it. Right, and see how it took you, young, young Diddy Bob teenager, and now you're a full-grown woman. And Tracy, you are gorgeous. You are a very beautiful woman. You stay fit. Thank you. There's no stopping you. you. You're doing so many things in the film industry, directing, producing, writing, everything. I said, look look at Tracy. Honey, I was trying to get some flat ass. I've been off track, but Tracy is doing it up. And we don't discuss a woman's age, but let me say, um, I, I did my research, and you look marvelous. You do. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I looked 12 until I was uh, 25, so it pays off on the other end, you know. Right. <laughs> That's why, I, that's why I try to tell people, we young people have to keep up with, we got to keep up with the, um, the older generation. We do. And, you and know, we all do. Old, right, and not saying older in a bad way, but they're doing better than us. I have seen 74-year-olds still keeping it going. I'd be like, really? You look good. No plastic surgery, no no Botox shots, just, just keeping themselves healthy, living a healthy lifestyle, and that's what it's all about because a lot of women when they get to I think around your age limit um Tracy they feel that life is over for them but that's not so true you know I was reading an interview by Cameron Diaz it's um you know she was talking about that about being up in that age like you know how to work things at that age you don't care what others think you you kind of like a sweet and sassy that's when you that's when you get sassy (laughs) like okay whatever I don't care. Exactly. And it's so much fun because you really don't yeah. care. You already are who you are. And, and you know, when you're talking about um, th- about that, I, I do have to tell you, ever since I was about 20, I've always had mm-hmm. somebody that was, you know, 5, 6, 10, 12 years older than I was that I absolutely, like, put on a pedestal, some woman. And it changes over the years. And um, I think you always need something to strive for and 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 people to look up to. And um, I think I'll probably always do that. But you know, I just have always—it's either a friend or you know somebody. And it's like, you know, God, how do you how do you how do you do that? How do you look like that at your age? You know what I mean? And then as you get older, you just kind of you got to you got to keep up with it. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of working out. It's a lot of you know just everything. Yeah, but you can be better. Of course, there are no children um, in your. For you, no children, Tracy. Oh, I have children. My children are all grown. I have oh, three. Wow. My youngest just turned eighteen, and I threw her this um, surprise party. And it's funny because she's one of those people that, like, kind of was never really hung out with kids. You know, so it was always awkward. I couldn't really throw her a birthday party. She always liked adults. So when she just turned 18 on September 19th, it was so much fun because I threw her a, a grown-up party with, like, all my friends and her friends and stuff that are adults and, and um, you know, some of my friends that are in the industry and stuff. And, and Barry Corbin came, who I worked in Dawn of the Crescent Moon in. And people came from all over the place, and it was really fun because now she's an adult, so she's kind of the age she always wanted to be. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. 
But it was my celebration, too, because, you know, when your last one hits 18, that's a pretty exciting thing. I'm surprised you don't have people walking up to you because, you know, most celebrity stars say they have that conflict of interest with people when they're when their parents are in the acting industry and people come up to them, oh, this and that. And then, Ma, then Tracy, you looking like a bombshell. So I can say, <laughs> Mom or your sister? Right. She's That's trying really to funny, yeah. Guy, <laughs> That's really funny. No, I, yeah, I, I raised kids all through it. And I was a single mom most of my life. So it was very, very challenging, but I never quit because of my kids because I think that you always right. have to be an example. And it's like if you're going to stop and do all that just because, you know, you might be able to afford to at different times, I, I, I think that's teaching your kids the wrong thing. I think you have to, you know, Ooh, be yeah. an example. Yeah. I, I do agree with that, Tracy. It is. Teach, it does mm-hmm. teach you the wrong example. So every time you go through an obstacle, you just stop, drop, and give up. That's not, that's not the answer. You keep going. So what? You're a single mother? Move on. There's a lot more exactly. behind you. You just keep on going. You don't, you don't stop. What they used to always, Mama used to always say, one monkey does not stop the show. Exactly. I, I like that one. I haven't even heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mama, Mama used to always say that. So now That's, Tracy, a, that's a great now, one. I'm going to have to write that down. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Mama used to always say that. Um, Tracy, I want to congratulate you, too, on your uh, for winning your award, too. That was That's an honor from Action on Film. Wasn't that awesome? I was, was so excited. How was how was that feeling? Just to know that you got that. Well, you know, I'm I'm an emotional I'm an emotional girl. Not usually in day to day life, too. but my nickname when I was a kid was Rain. So it's like when things Aww. hit me, I I cry really easily. But it's just for like a brief moment, and it's happy or sad. And when when I found that out, I I, I had my little cry. You know, I was just kind of overwhelmed because it felt so good to be recognized. Because you're never recognized in this industry. I mean, you get stuff here and there, but it it never feels that good. But to be recognized by your peers and and people you work with and stuff like that, and right. by other people to that to that degree, it was just such an honor. So yeah, I, I I had my little my little cry yeah, but then oh, it but then it just right. feels that, great. <laughs> that it had to be you know something that you it's like your baby you built it you're seeing it grow and now here it is it's uh, made you proud it's off to college and everything else <laughs> but does it serve right. as a reminder getting an award that you're obviously doing a good job and chose the right, right career. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if I could have done anything else, I would have. I mean, I think that's the the main thing with, you know, actors and stuff like that. If you can do something else, anything else would be easier. You know, it's, it's a lot of hard work yeah. with very little recognition. And so, you know, yeah, it's like to have to have that come along, you know, later on where you're not even seeking that at all. Yeah, it's 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 really 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 awesome. It makes you stand kind of tall for a while. Well, right. And that by you saying that, that brings me to the next question, but acting isn't for the Fate-hearted, is it? It can be a hard game. Oh, so hard. Yeah, it's really, really hard. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and I think that's why a lot of people, you know, aren't happy with their results in it and stuff is because they, you know, you go to classes and you learn how you're supposed to do it and stuff, but you have to put out so much effort than everybody, more effort than everybody tells you to, and um, and you have to just kind of really constantly be doing it. It's 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 not a part-time job. And um, and then when you mm-hmm. are there, I mean, the expectations are so high, and right. you know, and people don't realize that because they don't tell you that. Oh, just show up. No, you're lying. No, they well, don't. That's not really what they mean, you know. So, I, and that's what I would want to go to school for. Give me the honesty of all. Teach me what they're learning out there. That's how I felt when I went to school for communications. I need to know what the news reporters are knowing out here, what they need me to know, and that's what I felt I wasn't getting. I think some schools, I'm not saying all of them, because I haven't been to all schools. I've been to just two. Some of them mm-hmm. focus on it, and some don't. But, mm-hmm. you know, acting is not an easy thing. Most people think they're just going to get out there in that spotlight, bam, boom, bing, and you're going to be the next Robert De Niro, and it's not going to happen like that. It takes time to build your character, to build that resume to that high standard where everybody knows you. Oh, yeah, you was that person. You know, exactly. you start off as a child star. And that's why I'm proud of you too, Trace, because you start off a child star, but you're growing. A lot of them start off as a child star, and they go, eh, go left here, and you be like, what? <laughs> well, I think that comes back to the money thing too. It comes back to the fact that people get really sidetracked, and you have to you have yeah. to stay out of the riffraff. You really do. You have to stay focused. And um, I, I think that's yeah. a lot of that, yeah. 
Yeah, it is. But let's be honest now, Tracy, because it can be a big, it is. It's more of a sacrifice to me when you're in, entering those type of industries, music, film. You have to be careful not to get caught up. Right, you really do, because it's all very exciting yeah. at first. Yeah, it's all, and, and there's so many different directions. I mean, I went to my first, um, I'll call it a Hollywood party, as a teenager, and I'll just never forget walking in and seeing all the things that were going on around me and being like, oh, my gosh, I am so not capable of dealing with this, you know. So I just didn't. I just, I just, you know, worked and did what I could, but I, but I kind of stayed away from the, from the nightlife, not because, you know, other people can't handle it, but just because I knew that I was too naive to handle it. So. Why? Now yeah. you, now you spend them, now you spend most of your time doing independent movies now these days. Um, you're obviously mm-hmm. a big supporter of indie films. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love indie film. We're actually getting ready to shoot a new one in a couple of weeks here, and I'm co-producing oh. it. So I am super, super excited. It's a fantastic um, science fiction time travel film. I was just going to ask. Now, Tracy, after making, after making um, your two horror films, why did you choose science fiction all of a sudden? Well, I have to tell you, it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite genre. Growing up, my father was a Trekkie. Oh. I mean, we watched. Red Dad would always get Rocky Road ice cream, and we'd sit there and we'd watch Star Trek, and we watched all the movies, and we watched Planet of the Apes, and we watched Logan's Run, and we watched, you know, just all of it, Star Wars, and everything. And so it's like growing up, it's always like part of who I was. And so then I met um, Neil Johnson. We met about six months ago. And I look at the stuff that he does and the films that he does, and he'd sent over one of the scripts, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, my God, we have to make this. So we're making it together, and I'm so excited. Oh, that is very very exciting. My friend, she's doing the exact same thing. She's starring in a a tricky movie, I guess I could say like that. I forgot the name of it, but, hey, I support I've never really been too much of a Star Wars. Now, when it comes to something like Harry Potter, I love that because – or something like Bewitched, because I guess I always had that little intuition, like, I wish I could wiggle my nose. Or you know I can. <laughs> you know I can wiggle my nose? I had oh, to learn yeah, that when I was a kid. That. I can, and, and Aaron Murphy, who played... Erin <laughs> Murphy, er, Murphy, who played Tabitha, she's a friend of mine. But when I was a kid, I used to watch the show, and my grandmother, my grandma Margie, could wiggle her nose. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do you do that? So she told me, like, there's a little nerve in there. And so I sat in the front of the mirror, i got to tell you, I mean, maybe 100 hours altogether until I could do it. And granted, it's not a skill set that I can use in anything, but it's like I can actually right, do it. Right, but it's just amazing that you could do it. Right, because I was in my <laughs> She just took that little nose on that show, and I'm like, how does she do that? Right. Yeah, I know my grandma used to do that, and I was like, man, how do you do that? But I figured it out. Yeah. They won't give me an award no. for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tracy, you will not get an award for twinkling your nose, but we will no. give you an award for Donna Crescent Moon, which we will get into, too, because I love my horror films. Now, you have appeared in The Young and the Restless, Loving over sixty commercials. What's so different about starring in film from being on these type of sets and soap operas? And I love my soap operas. I didn't start loving them until about probably a year ago with my husband. He's a General Hospital fan, and I love General Hospital now. Right. Well, I grew up watching soaps with my with my mom. I actually scheduled classes around um, Ooh, soaps, which is kind I'm of funny. All my, my mother used to love all my children. Well, that's what that's what the one we scheduled around. That's exactly the uh-huh. one, yeah. So so I, I love I love soap. I mean they're really fun, but you know the the truth of the matter is is your character you have you know, you have one character pretty much that you play and yeah, sometimes they go in different directions and stuff, but you don't have you know a you don't have a lot of time to make it like anything really deep. And what I like about film, especially independent film, is you get these great roles where you get to take on these different identities and, and they, they become part of who you are. And sometimes they're really far from who you are. Like on Do You Like Your Balls, which was my film that premiered the same night as Donald <laughs> the Crescent Moon. But she was just so out there it. that I, yeah, I had to do that because she's so different than I was. But now if I get an audition or something, which I don't audition that much, but if I do and it's close to her, I want to do it because now that character is in my bag of tricks. I had to work so hard on being that brave, outgoing, you know, just like, um, I don't know, intelligent floozy I would call her, but that was really, really difficult for me. 
And but now it's like easy. It's part of who I am, and that's what I like about independent film. Is it it allows you to take on these characters that are so extreme, and really they become a part of who you are in some area. We carry all those people around with us, and that's what's fun about doing the science fiction one. Is I'm playing this really right. badass character, and it's completely different from anything right. that I've done. Right. Yeah. I thought about that too. I thought about this. Vi- I thought about this video I seen on YouTube. It's called Honey Badger, and I thought mm-hmm. about it when I looked at some of your videos and reading your biography, I said, she like Honey Badger. She don't care. She don't give a, sh- she don't give a shoot. That's okay. <laughs> I got everyone but that's on what, my job. That's what makes it fun. I love that video. You got to see it, Trace. It's called Honey Badger. And the guy just cracks you up because just listen to him talk and he just talk about this animal and you like, the animal's sort of cute, then it's ugly. When you get closer to it on film, it's like, ooh, but it's just so comical. And I thought about you when I looked at it. I said, I said funny. Yeah, the honey badger. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up when we're off the phone. That's hilarious. But, no, that's what I like. I like I like doing things that are so extreme. and so, But that's when we're actors. Wow. It's like we used to watch Partridge Family as kids, right? And then we'd reenact oh, it in the yard. Mm-hmm. And I had well, to be David. Oh, Do you know okay. what? I had to be David Cassidy. I didn't be Susan Day or any of these other people. I had to be David Cassidy. So it's like, I mean, how far away can you get from who I am, right? Right. I mean, that's Those just were, the fun of but, being an actress. But I could, I could probably see the difference, though, because so, so often I love it because now that I'm watching General Hospital, I love it. But they don't change. It'd be the same thing. And what gets me about folks, it stays on one thing. You like. Get to the get to the good part where you're getting caught. I need to see it. It takes about three weeks before they get to it. I'm still waiting on in different hospital. I'm still waiting on Michael to find out Sonny and killed his biological father. And I, that's right, I'm still waiting on it. It's been a week to week. I'm still waiting. It's gonna be Christmas by the time they bring out that play. I said, Soaps is Soaps is more of a it's it's, it's dry, a journey. It's it yeah, is, it's a journey. You be going yeah. through it and. And I asked my husband, I said, now, whose child is this? I'm finding out this person adopted this child. Carly has this son. I'm finding out she got a cousin. I'm like, whose children is who? And this episode, like, it just throws you off. And and it's amazing how I got caught up into it. I never used to like to watch stuff with my mother, <laughs> but now I'm all into it. I even got a, I even got a program on my DVR. That's how bad it is. That's, oh so my sad. gosh, that is so funny! But you know, the other thing about soap is that you know the actors want to want to know what happens next too, because you don't always know. Right, right. I mean, they give you rewrites that morning, and you only get one take on most of it. So it's like when you when you're in these journeys, you really want to explore the characters. But when you're doing one right. take, it's you have to be a one take wonder. It's like whatever whatever you've got, you bring to the table, you know. And um, so it's right. fun and it's fast. It's a ton of dialogue crunching. Yeah, but I like it, to be able to work is. it. Yeah. It is, and I can't stand when I miss one episode and my husband come in and try to tell me about the episode. I'll be like, mm-mm, let me watch. I got on TV all the <laughs> Don't tell me. I don't want to know because now you want I want to be in Leave me in the dark with it. I want to watch it myself. <laughs> right. I love that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like if somebody watches the end of a movie and you haven't seen it, it's like, don't tell me. Don't yeah. tell me. Don't tell me. Now, of course, mm-hmm. there's something about horror that speaks directly and instinctively to just us personally, to the human animal. And, of course, we all growed up on uh, Friday the 13th, Love It, Nightmare on Elm Street. Now we have your movie out, Done the Crescent Moon. And I read, I read the synopsis on it. So, Tracy, if you don't mind, for the ones who don't know about it, tell us uh, more about this movie. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that you, you brought up a couple of great old old horror classics in order to compare it with because it really is a throwback to like the old style horror film. So it really hits you in the same spots as like Friday the thirteenth mm, and stuff mm. like that. And and that's what's so exciting about it. There's some CGI in it and stuff, but very, very little. Most of it's just kind of based on that internal fear that you get. And it's a group of, of college students who are going to um, research these various legends. So it follows this one group, and they're looking at the legend of Blood Lake. And, of course, um, the, it has a mystical side to it where, you know, the sit-around-the-campfire part where everybody's kind of analyzing their own um, personalities and life stories, and they, they deal with some really gruesome past. And then throughout the movie, they kind of come to terms with all of these things. 
And lots of people die and get gouged and drown. And I mean, all those great things that, you know, that we love to watch. And, um, you know, of course, there's the the um, ample sex scene with the dead girl and the bad guy. And, you know, and then he dies. I mean, I'm giving away part of the story here. But but it, it's all those things that kind of get under your skin. And um, it is. I, I it is. It really is. It kind of creeps you out. And I play opposite Barry Corbin and Ellen Petrusky, and we're kind of like city folk who are after the treasure ourselves. And so we're talking through the story and, um, you know, kind of weaving it as this is all going on with the college students out at the out at the lake. So it's very it's very dark. It's it's um, thriller. It's mystical. It's horror. It touches all of those spots, like when you talk about you know, our animalistic side. It does. It's got the Friday the 13th type mm-hmm. enactment um, when they all were sitting around the campfire talking about Jason, and then it has the um, the 1998 slasher film Urban Legend. So it's got a little mm-hmm. twist of every little thing in it. All, mm-hmm. We can all remember all legends growing up. That movie would definitely... Um, relate to me because we can all remember growing up in middle school, I remember doing the Bloody Mary, going to the bathroom, and I would scare myself so half to death because I'd be like, I understand Bloody Mary. Is she going to come out and get me? <laughs> you know, even um, watching even watching the movie at the, at the premieres, because we've had two premieres, um, it's just so funny because even though I know the script so well and I lived the script so well, I'm still sitting there and they're all sitting around the campfire watching it and of course, somebody has to leave the campfire to go do something. You're like, don't go. Right, <laughs> you know, like, don't do not do it. <laughs> don't go away right. from the group. And, and yeah. I, I kind of feel like you you know what's in the movie. That's how I feel about Jason when I see it. Mm-hmm. I already mm-hmm. watched all parts, and I'll be like, don't go. Why are you Why are you falling down? Why are <laughs> what you are you thinking? <laughs> you know he's going to get you. Why are you why are you laying down hollering? Why are he pulling out the machete? No, get exactly, up. <laughs> exactly. But it's so uh, funny when you know it so well. TV. Yeah, and you still think that. You still holler TV. But we're going to mm-hmm. take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with Tracy Burr's all. So don't touch that down. We'll be right back after this. There's only one station that will keep you happy: Block Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. Jones house. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with our American actress, Tracy Burrs, all who many of you probably have seen in our family traditional show, Family Ties, and now she's a she's a grown-up woman now. Like I said, she's doing many things. She's starring in this great horror movie that I can't wait to see, Done of the Crescent Moon. Now, a lot of people have been talking about your sh- movie short, TikTok, too, Tracy. So what was that one all about? Because I've seen the trailer, and I, I, I did. I like the trailer. It looks like something something of a fair. I, I 
I kind of think I was going in that direction, and he didn't want to give up the affair. He's married now. So it, it really kind of was a great insight for me. Well, thank you. I mean, actually, this kind of feeds into an earlier part in our conversation because, um, you know, you get past about 30, and it used to be that there wasn't much of a career as an actress or any of that. So. Right. I used to have a production studio, a, a um, digital production studio, and I just sold it. I didn't plan on selling it, but somebody, you know, made an offer to me. And I kind of, you know, looked and thought, okay, well, this is probably it, you know, and maybe I should hang up the towel. And thinking that I was in that, you know, that stage where it was going to become way too competitive. And so I took a few years off. And I like to flip houses on the side, so I was building and selling and doing all this stuff. And then my friends kept working. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I started seeing there were more and more roles for people as they got older into their late 30s and early 40s and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, shit, I need to go back and work. So <laughs> White. It was it was like, wait a minute, I called this wrong. And then I mean, then you got Betty White running an ad and all of a sudden she's all over the place and so I thought, gosh, right. maybe you can do this for the rest of your life. You know, I was completely exactly. fascinated. Betty yeah. White got it on. That little right? woman, she got it on. She's still hanging on. She just so flirtatious. She don't care. That's another hundred. No, bad. and I was like exactly, and I was like a child compared to these people, you know. So <laughs> right. I came, I came back, and and I had like my favorite casting directors that liked me that had either hired me or brought me in a million times, and I had my favorite agents, and I thought, okay, I'll be back, and they'll welcome me with open arms. Well, not so fast, girlfriend. Um, like you know, people had retired, people had died, people had gone on to do other things, and it was like you know, how am I going to revitalize this? So I had to really think about it. So I decided to do something that was um, kind of shocking, you know, deep and twisted, because that's how you get attention in the industry. And I didn't feel like I had a lot of time. Then again, I was still playing with that idea. And so I sat down and I wrote a whole bunch of different short scripts, because shorts were, you know, kind of all over and getting a lot of attention on the circuit. And I settled on that one um, because it was so shocking. I mean, I thought people were going to pick it about it. It was very deep you know, incestuous story. And um, it did super, super well. We won awards all over the world, cinematography, acting, best movie. I mean, we even got best um, best film at like Burbank and stuff like that. And here it was a short up against the features. You know what I mean? So, it, right. but it did exactly what it was meant to do. It was, it was, its whole purpose for me was to kind of put my face back out there and put my name back, back on the map. It was, it was an expensive way to do it. And it was a, you know, a hard way to do it, but it it does work. So that's where oh. that whole story came from. Hey, hey, I, I like I like the creation of all this. Now, besides yeah. just rebuilding ball at home, you also is is an avid boater. Now, what is that? I am. Like? I am. I, I grew up like that. My my dad built a sailboat in our backyard when I was a kid, and took him eight oh. years. So oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so of course I became a power boater. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I do. I love it. You kind of almost the woman who's not afraid to get her hands dirty. You know, you got the pretty kind, not Tracy, honey. Get her hands all in the. I actually, I love getting my hands. I love building. I love you know boating. I love all those things. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a a problem with that. Yeah. Now we um we did mention about very. Corbin been in this movie with you too. What was it like having him on the set with you? Amazing. I mean, from the moment that I found out that he got cast, I was so excited because, you know, I mean, you know, he's a legend, you know, a living right. legend. Although you referred to me as that when you opened this show, and I thought, oh, wow, that's really cool because that's why I always call Barry. <laughs> right. But, I, I, think, I do think of you like that because you're still – to me, you're still in the spotlight. I mean, you start off as this young Cammy and family ties, and look at where you are now. And I know that a lot of people don't be into independent films. I like independent films because they have you have a better control in running them instead of dealing with a bunch of, I guess, instead of dealing with all these producers and directors telling you which way this needs to go, how this needs to look. Independent has a little more freedom to me. It does, but also, I mean, yeah, I love independent film, but you have to look at it like, 
um, you know, there's people who say I won't do commercial. There's people who say I won't do print. There's people who say I won't do sitcom. Yeah. There's people who say they they won't, they won't, they won't. And it's like if you're not being offered the next, you know, lead role in you know X Men or a James Bond movie, it's like are you going to sit home and pout about it, or are you going to go do independent film and just make money and have a great career and and do all? I mean, I'm, I'm I just don't believe in saying I won't. You know, it's like you do the opportunities that you get given and you find joy in them and you make a living off of them. I think that people that are waiting for something to happen, I mean, a big blockbuster, yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of big films, small parts, but it's like, you know, those those things aren't sitting there on your porch waiting for you to jump at them, you know? So right, you people, and you will, you will be waiting if that's what you're expecting, a blockbuster moment, because you're just going to keep waiting then because it's not going to happen like that. Right, and it's like people want people who are working too. It's like when you're honing your skills right. and you're on the set and you're you're getting into your characters and stuff. That's how you prove to people you can do it, not by going to an audition class or a character development class. I mean, you do those things on the side when you're not doing anything, but but you can't just sit there in class and then expect to get called in on some you know big film or even a big independent film. So that's that's you know that's the joy in independent film. And then I've always done commercial. I mean, it hasn't ever been a popular thing to do when I was younger, but I still did it because I didn't want to be waitressing and I didn't want to be doing these other things. I wanted to be within the industry. Now it's cool, but it wasn't cool then, you know. Right. And besides doing that, of course, you have worked with Stamps.com, which mm-hmm. I was uh, admired by, and I do Stamps.com. If you're listening, I will be paying you on Friday. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I owe do you them. owe them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I owe them. And you know how it adds up after you keep, you keep looking at the choice. You're like, well, um, I got you. But I thought about it because I don't do a lot of mailing. Off. I, at first, I wanted to get with Sam.com. I was like, this is interesting because I like, I do. I am a technology baby. And mm-hmm, I said, I like it that I can buy stamps offline. And I was like, you know what? Now I don't. But I sit back and let the darn charges on get up there like a fool. So now I owe them, and now I'm going to have to end up calling them. I'm going to call them when I have the money, though, first. So I don't want to call them and cancel the account and be like, so where's our money? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this on the air, but they have sponsored a couple other interviews, so maybe this is the time to call, right? <laughs> I need, why? I need to come for you. Please sponsor me. Look, I, I need that. It's hard trying to call right now. I call up and Thank say I have so. an interview with Tracy Birdsall, and she told me to call you for sponsorship. <laughs> right. Look, and don't think I won't, Tracy. I'll be right on the phone with them. Look, it's not Tracy Birdsall. It's just so special for you. Can you? Right. Because Blog Talk Radio costs money to keep this little site going. Yes, I love Blog Talk Radio. I'm, I'm talking about the Blog Talk. I love, I love the business, though. But it does cost mm-hmm. money, and they, they will shut you off. Um, if you do not have the amount, they would downgrade you. They Tracy, they did me like that one day, and I was like, "Where are really? my songs? At? Where's my? I didn't have. They gave me like my intro, my outro, and one song. Right when you don't play, when you do not pay <laughs> blog talk, they will cut you down. You like really? Can I? Can I? Leave? I had and, and no you idea. Get 30 minutes, you get thirty minutes of an interview. You're like really? That that's it? Can I get forty five? They be negotiating on the line with them. Forty-five minutes. That's all I asked for. <laughs> but uh, so uh, now, also, you you're working on a documentary of your trip to Haiti. So when can we expect to see the finished film on that? You know, I would guess like another six months. It's it's a, the problem in, on that taking so long is just that there's been so many other things come up in between. So when you have like a right. pet project, it takes back seat okay. to to the other things that you're working on. Yeah, but you know they eventually get done and and they have to be done from from the right spot from the heart. So yeah, that was pretty. It's pretty amazing. There's some great footage on that. Oh, good. I would love I would love to see that. I think that it's still a. Uh, talked about topic going on, you know, my right. heart goes out to, my heart does go out to these countries that I, I'm not fortunate enough to donate to. I, if I had the money, like I would love to just help out, do whatever I can. But, and that's why I say we have to be appreciative of what we have here. Sometimes we complain about the little stuff. Oh, I don't, my car is, so I can't pay this bill. And here people right. out there in these third world countries don't even have a place to sleep, drinking dirty water, and you're complaining or you got women in the Congo getting raped 
by a man right. in the army. So you think your problems are just as drastic. Go to these countries and see what it's like to live. And I think that's important for everybody to do. I think that, you know, having your eyes open to things like that really makes you appreciate your own life, you know, because it it, it is really, really bad in a lot of places. I mean, and, and um, so having that experience changes the way you look at life and the way that you live your life. And, and it makes you, you know, take the, the little the little joys in life and they're they're bigger, you know, they're a lot bigger than if you right. hadn't had that kind of exposure. Yeah. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. with the sci-fi movie coming out in 2015, are you going to are you going to have to shoot anything before that film? No, that actually starts. We start that in a you know in a few weeks here, like a couple weeks. So, oh, good. yeah. So that and then um, and that's called Descent of the Maelstrom. So that's that's it's such a cool project. It's such an amazing script. And then um, a couple, few months after that, I, I have a, a comedy that I'm doing on the East Coast that I have the lead in. So, you know how much I love comedy. So I'm very excited about doing that, too. And that's called um, Who's Jenna Jameson? And it's kind of um, hangover-style comedy, which I love. Um, and it's all based around everybody thinking that I look like Jenna Jameson. And it's, you know, it's all the little stories around it and my reaction and the interaction between the characters and stuff. So they're both fantastic pro- projects. They're both completely different genres, which I love doing next to each other. And, um, right. Yeah. So those are the next two things. Oh, wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am. I'm happy that things are, are just going the way that you need them to go. You know, God always have a way in. Guiding us and let things follow on through. It's it's so true, and and you and you can't guide that yourself. You have to kind of see what what the opportunities are that come up, and it just kind of keeps flowing. So you have to stay now, in tune. Right, you got to stay in tune and stay prayed and stay prayed up because not these miracles that and these blessings that happen, nothing can get done without the possibility of the Lord, and we know that. And I had a gentleman yesterday on my Twitter page mm-hmm. talking about there's no God. If it was God, then he wouldn't let things happen, which we were talking in regards to the situation that happened in Canada with the shooting. So I was going back with the gentleman about, yeah, it is a God, and things sometimes we don't understand what's going on, but it's not our place to really question. So you know one thing about me? Tracy, I'm not going to argue about God, so I just had to block him. I said, this is silly. I'm not going to argue about God. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like you, got you, you took your power I, I, and you I, exercised it. <laughs> right, I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. It's okay to have a an opinion, but it's the way he approached mm-hmm. it. I was speaking my prayers out to Canada, and you're on my Twitter page. I first of all, I don't know you, and you're commenting mm-hmm. so negatively. So I was like, we're not going to do this today. Thank God for the block button. I love to press that one when you get on my nerves. Block. And I, I right, and I so. think people people have to stay humble. I mean, I mean, sometimes that's just a right. lack of, of you know, any si- any sign of being humble. And I just I think it's important. I think it's an important part of life. It sounds it's a little bit of a pompous attitude to take. You know what I mean? Because bad right. stuff happens, but lots of bad stuff happens all over. But that makes us appreciate the good stuff too. It's a little roller coaster we call life. It's, exactly, it is. What's mm-hmm. crazy? Is there anything else that we need to just look out for? Because we know Don the Crescent Moon is already out, and um, we're going to have your, um, hopefully we'll have the sci-fi out in 2015. Can't wait to see that. Or is there any other upcoming projects for you? Yeah, just just Son of the Maelstrom, which is a sci-fi one, and then um, Who's Jenna Jameson, which is the comedy one, and that has some other good, you know, um, Gary Pastore from Sopranos and stuff like. There's some great people in that one too. So, so they're um, yeah, both of those will be out. Those are those are next year things. Those are what I'm on now. So, which is very very exciting. And then we'll figure out what comes next. But I'm sure I'll know before those are over. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I I, I do understand that. Oh, Tracy, before we get off the air, too, I found out that you are a vocalist. Are you still doing any singing now? You know, I'm really not, except for in the kitchen. Um, but <laughs> but I, I, I grew up I grew up singing. I used to sing in um, four different 
denominations of churches, and I'd ride my bike back and forth, and then I've done soundtrack and stuff like that. But but not really right now. It's not really my focus. But it's kind of like everything else. You never know when something's going to become your focus again. You have to wait and see what opportunities land in front of you. You know. So yeah, but I, I love singing. It's like one of my passions in life. Right, I do too. It just it puts you in a comfort zone when you feel like you're going through trouble. I like to just hum a good tune to myself. You know, get mm-hmm. rid of all the energy around me. So, what is actually your your alma mater or, that really just keeps you going every day? Um, you know, I love life, so it's like it doesn't really matter what aspects of it that you know that that happened to me. I, I love the different phases of it. So, I think just looking forward to to each day and what's next. I mean. Life is kind of like a box of candy, as somebody once said. And um, and I, I just absolutely love the different twists and turns that come with it and the challenges that come with it. And um, so I'm very, very appreciative of my life. Right. And that's what life is all about. It's part of life. The challenges mm-hmm. going to come. Either you're going to deal with them or you're going to push them to the side. And I think that's the only thing that's really important in all this factor. you got to work hard in order to get good quality out of something. It's you want to sit around and think somebody's going to hand it to you? It's not going to happen. But, Tracy, mm-hmm. I really do thank you for coming on to the bright side and sharing your joy with me. You know, it was an honor to interview someone who actually starred in, in the sitcom that, that we grew up with. That was a pleasure. Just to, Even though I didn't see you face-to-face, it's just an honor just to speak with you. No, thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you, too. I love your energy. Oh, thank you, Tracy. And mm-hmm. everyone, <laughs> Make sure you follow Tracy. She's on Instagram, Twitter. You can find her on Facebook, Tracy Burrs All. And this is a great woman and still looking good to this day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Tracy. You and your family have a blessed one. Okay, you too. Talk soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Everyone, I appreciate you for tuning in today. Before I leave, you know I have to give you the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen. Become completely present in your body by doing something physical today. A greater awareness of your physical health is brought to you through the feeling of movement in each part of your body. Find some way every day to be active, allowing your body this freedom of movement. Activity allows the energy in your body to flow without stopping. Notice how moving your body makes you feel emotionally. This new oxygen brings healing fuel to your cells, allowing them to mature and recharge. Today, bring fresh energy into your body through movement, stretching, bending, or other physical forms of activity. Enjoy the day, everyone. Don't let anyone rain on your parade. And if the devil feels like he want to pop up, you better tell him, get on by his business. Be like Honey Badger. I don't care. I don't give a shoot. I love everyone. Have a blessed one. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.